Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. And your Cafe Kubal is there with you on 3501 James Street, 324 West Water Street, 401 South Salina Street, all in Syracuse, inside of their Double Decker Cafe on 343 Fayette Street in Manlius, and on the corner of Route 11 and Taft Road at Sweetheart Corners in their drive through location of North Syracuse. I am very honored and very appreciative of all of the six schools that will be joining the American Athletic Conference coming via Conference USA and into the American on July 1st of 2023. We will see the American Athletic Conference have more football teams than it's ever had with 14 member schools, and they will have 15 schools overall. One of those six new schools coming in, UNC Charlotte. And I am very happy for the first time ever to welcome their director of athletics, Mike Hill, to the show. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dan. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. And, and Mike, I mean, UNC Charlotte, it's been special, right? It, there's been a lot of movement. There's been a history of moving the football program up and moving really this entire school to that level of Division One push and Division One a for football and then into Conference USA and then the shift to the American. For those that don't know, bring us through the history of UNC Charlotte because it's it's a history of reaching a bunch of significant points, but I also want to commend UNC Charlotte on the fact that it may seem long on your end, but on my end, it seemed like this is a school that's been constantly moving upward. Well, you know, it, it is quite a story. Um, you know, this program really... Um, was was founded, I think, uh, you know, was in, in rooted in basketball success. Uh, you know, the program uh, it's a young university uh, and, a, and a young athletic program, relatively speaking. And and the athletic program enjoyed, you know, really, uh, you know, one of the pinnacle moments in its history very early on in 1977 when Cedric Maxwell, who went on to have a great NBA career, led the 49ers to. Uh, to the final four and a heartbreaking loss to Marquette uh, at the buzzer. And that was, uh, that was really the beginning of something very, very special here in this community, in this campus and a love affair that it has with basketball. And of course, a very uh, successful basketball program into, uh, you know, the nineties and into the two thousands, multiple NSA tournament bids and uh, a lot of excitement around that. But of course there was no football here. Yeah, and football was a sport that had been bandied about for for many years, as I as I'm told and as I understand. Uh, and there was a push uh, actually uh, in the late uh, 2000s, uh, right before you know the the, the economic crash, um, that that really sort of stalled the conversation. And what you saw happen was really a lot of our fellow conference mates. Uh, the Memphises of the world, others that had football moved on to other leagues, um, where as we didn't have football here. And so, uh, that kind of held the program back, uh, for a little while until, uh, the, the campus made the decision, uh, to start football. And 2013 was the first season of competition. And so look, we're, we're getting ready to start our 10th season of football here. And to think that, you know, we were already at a point where we were getting ready to join, you know, one of the premier conferences in the country in the American Athletic Conference. It's a pretty remarkable uh, journey for sure, and we're, we're thrilled to be a part of it. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you bring that up, you know, starting football in, in 2013 and going into 10 years where some of these schools have been playing for decades upon decades. When you saw the Memphises of the world, like you said, move forward and change their conference and they could do it football related and whatnot and obviously you joined the american athletic a while ago 
when you were seeing the evolution uh, evolution of of the Charlotte 49ers it was is it imperative i mean to you that this had to had to happen because i know you you took over in 2018 so 5 years after the move was made but when you look back on it was this a must for UNC Charlotte to start that football program and start to develop that into a place where you could add it into your portfolio if and when a move came there's no question that it was it was critical to the long-term viability and success of this athletics program obviously without a football program we would not be in the american for that matter we wouldn't be in, in conference usa currently and um you know so i think that it was a it was a really wise decision by the leadership of the institution at that time um and i know a lot of inputs were provided to campus in making that decision before ultimately they did make that decision and i think it's a decision that, that was uh in the end, uh, the right one for sure for this place. And so now we have a program that is building and has great momentum. Uh, we see capacity crowds at our facility. Now, interestingly, our facility was built 10 plus years ago for an FCS football program, because that's what this was going to be for a while. And then before Charlotte played it down to football, there was some conference realignment and Conference USA extended an invitation to Charlotte before Charlotte had ever even played a game. And so suddenly you went from playing, going to play FCS to suddenly jumping into a, a, an FBS league. And so, um, you know, fortunately, the stadium was built uh, and designed to be expanded very easily. There are wide open concourses and we have designs and plans to go up uh, and, and add, add uh, seating for, uh, for our fans and for uh, corporate Charlotte and for our supporters and donors and uh, get our capacity up. But it's, it's really remarkable growth. I was speaking to another university president here recently uh, at a school in the ACC and he, his comment to me was, he said, Mike, when I became president of my school 10 years ago, you guys didn't even have a football team, and now you're going to be in the American. He said, that is incredible. Yeah, you know, and and that, like you said, I mean, you're looking at a decade ago, there was no football program, and now you're joining the American Athletic Conference and very close with the AAC and the ACC. And so, you know, when, when you look at that and you hear that, and, and like you said, you were built to be an FCS program, a Division One, Double A. And before you know it, you get called up because realignment 10 years ago, right, needed help. So at the time you're building your football program, perfect timing because a decade ago, the world of collegiate athletics was going a little crazy. And now a decade later, you're a part of a movement again. What are your thoughts about bookending that and saying our football program is going to be 10 years old and within those 10 years has been the giant realignment that you were a part of? and now another potentially even more gigantic realignment that you're a part of. So in only 10 years of time, Charlotte has been a part of two of the biggest shockwaves of collegiate athletics. Well, you know, we, we really have. And, uh, it's, you know, it's fascinating to watch, you know, conference realignment. And, of course, realignment has been occurring since the dawn of time when in college athletics. I yeah. mean, you go back into the early 1900s and leagues, you had large leagues, these mega conferences, and they splintered and became smaller leagues. And so that's just a part of the cadence of college athletics. But I think, you know, a summer ago uh, when Oklahoma and Texas made the announcement that they were going to join the SEC, I think all of us here realized that this could be a great opportunity knowing that there was a strong possibility that 
um, you know, there would be some shifting as big, the Big 12 looked to replace those two schools. And that's exactly what occurred. And so, uh, but, but look, as much as anything, I think for us strategically, this move made a ton of sense for us because this is a league that features a lot of schools that are former conference colleagues of ours. Um, and in addition to that, these are largely urban-based universities in this conference um, with one exception. And the one exception is East Carolina University, which provides us an in-state rival. So, you know, across the board, it's just a league that is, is the perfect fit for us. And uh, we know we are certainly an up-and-coming program when it comes to football, but, you know, we're excited about the overall strength and momentum of our athletic program, and our university is the fastest-growing institution in the entire UNC system and uh, in a city that's absolutely exploding with opportunity. So um, we're thrilled to be a part of it. Speaking here with the Director of Athletics of UNC Charlotte, Mike Hill, on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. Mike, why do you feel that UNC Charlotte was so desirable 10 years ago in realignment? And why so desirable over these last few years, well, and I should say really most recently here, to make that move to the American Athletic Conference? Because these rumblings come up, you know, behind the scenes before they're physically in front of everybody, but why do you think that UNC Charlotte has been in the spotlight as a team to take and put in FBS 10 years ago and then a team to bring into the American? What makes UNC Charlotte so special in your opinion? Well, I think there are a number of factors. Um, there's no doubt that the the strength of this institution and the, and the rapid ascent that it, we have seen here in terms of enrollment growth, um, and if you visit our campus, I think you would see very, very quickly, you would understand uh, the interest in this, 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 this institution being a part of a league. Uh, it's an absolutely gorgeous campus uh, with, you know, green space and red brick everywhere. Um, this football stadium is right in the center of campus, beautifully, beautifully set. Our facilities show very, very well. Um, you know, and then again, we're part of a larger community in the city of Charlotte. That is one of the you know fastest growing cities in the country. So you've got the fastest growing you know university in the state of North Carolina, in one of the fastest growing cities in uh, in the country, uh, and that adds up to tremendous opportunity, right? And so I think you know it's, it's all of those factors, and and certainly for us, what played into it this last go around were all of those uh, all of those factors: the geography, the growth of the institution. We have over thirty thousand students now. You know, I, I think almost 75% of our students now live either on campus or within a mile of campus in an apartment complex. So um, it's a significant, um, significant residential campus now that's part of the UNC system. And um, again, fastest growing in the state when you compare us to all the other schools in the state right now, you know, and the second largest undergraduate enrollment in the state behind NC State. Um, so it's just an absolute jewel in a city that is an amazing place. And um, I think, you know, beyond that, you know, the, the conference certainly saw the strength in our institution's leadership. Our chancellor, Dr. Gaber, uh, has done a tremendous job of leading our university and her predecessor, Phil Dubois, um, you know, really have made a point to emphasize athletics in an appropriate way to help grow the institution. You know, and, and seeing this be what it is, I mean, you came in in 2018, February 28th of 2018, and becoming the seventh director of athletics for UNC Charlotte. 
what in your life made sense at that time that this is where you wanted to be and this made sense? I know you have a connection. I know you went to UNC at Chapel Hill, so I know you have that connection there. I know that you went to the first ever Charlotte Hornets basketball game. I know you're a Carolina Panthers fan and I know that that a 1997 or 1977, pardon me, Final Four against Marquette and the Charlotte 49ers was something that you celebrated with your your grandparents. So I know that you've been quoted as saying that this is personal for you. You grew up in Clemson, South Carolina, went to school like I said at UNC at Chapel Hill. So with that maybe being a, you know, some some information for people that are listening and watching to understand about you going into it, what was it about UNC Charlotte specifically? that made you feel this is the fit? Well, it was, it was the absolute perfect fit professionally and personally for me. And that really mattered as I was at a place for a really long time, university of Florida, which is one of the premier athletic programs and universities in the nation. And I was not, um, you know, I was not looking to leave the university of Florida for just any opportunity. Uh, but this one really uh, seemed to fit all the criteria that I was looking for. You know, first of all, I saw unbelievable potential for professional growth uh, to finally have an opportunity to lead uh, an athletics program at a camp on a campus where uh, athletics and the institution had a great um, uh, synergy uh, and appreciation and uh, support for one another. Um, there was clear uh, alignment with the leadership on campus and that's critical if you're going to be successful as an ad you've got to have leadership with your chancellor and with your board of trustees and with the senior leadership on campus that that was present uh and you know i felt like the foundation had been built uh, by my predecessor judy rose and the staff here um to really come in and, and be able to to have great success and build upon that and so professionally it just made all the sense in the world and then the personal reasons you just alluded to you know my parents uh grew up in charlotte i have family in charlotte um so you know this was sort of almost an epicenter for the region that i grew up in i was in charlotte a lot as a kid uh you know and so i i just i've always loved this city and loved this area um you know for for a number of reasons in fact when i was at the university of florida about nine years ago, I bought a, a mountain home in Blowing Rock, North Carolina, which is less than two hours from Charlotte. So um, you just, you know, the, the Carolinas are in my heart for sure. And this made all the sense in the world for me and for my family from a professional and a personal sense. And when you have, like you said, the Carolinas in your heart, UNC Charlotte has that history to be made in so many areas, including football and you know, we spoke about basketball and, and what they've done in men's basketball has been incredible. The Final Four against Marquette in 1977, Sweet 16 appearance also in that same year, been to the NCAA tournament in 1977, 88, 92, 95, 97, 98, 99, 2001, 2, 4, and 5. There's more to be had though, right? And there's almost 20 sports that you have that are being played there in competition, uh, almost 20 different opportunities at UNC Charlotte. So what history is to be made? What are you most excited about, about the UNC Charlotte grand look at athletics? Well, I think that we have an opportunity to be excellent in every sport that we sponsor. And I sincerely mean that. And, and it's a, it's a goal of ours. Um, you know, this is an athletics department. It's not just about one sport. And while we all understand that football and basketball 
sort of drive the train, right? Um, in terms of uh, revenues and, and, and fan interest and and uh, media interest, you know, we care about all of our sports. And last year we won a school record five conference USA championships was the most league titles in our school's history. Um, that was after the previous year setting a record with four conference titles. And we were just within a hair of winning two more last year on, on the men's and women's tennis uh, side. So, you know, what I see here is, is tremendous potential that we're just starting to realize um, you know, again, we've got a young football program, but a program that, you know, went to its first ever bowl game a couple of years ago under Coach Healy. Last year, we beat our first ever uh, team uh, from the Autonomy Five. We uh, defeated Duke out of the ACC, first time we ever hosted a school from, uh, from, that, uh, from that grouping of teams. We've got another one on board this year. Maryland will be coming in. So I think, you know, there's still tremendous opportunity for growth with our football program. You know, men's basketball here, again, was sort of the bell cow for a long, long time. You know, it is uh, – we are rebuilding right now, and I know our fans are a little tired of rebuilding, but the reality is when I got here, you know, the, the, the team had won six games and lost 15 of 16 the previous year, and we hired Ron Sanchez, who was the associate head coach at the University of Virginia under uh, Tony Bennett. And Ron has done a great job of bringing in, in really high-level talent Last year, uh, in year four, we won 17 games, and we're climbing the mountain, as Ron likes to say, to get back to the top. And I love the love the look of our team coming into the, the coming year. So, you know, love to see basketball get back to where it's a regular championship contender and say tournament contender. Get football to where it, it's competing for bowl bids every year, and then just look at the overall excellence of our athletics program that we believe we can we can build and maintain. Speaking here with UNC Charlotte Director of Athletics, Mike Hill, on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. Mike, for you, why the American? You've said a lot of positive things about it, as you've alluded to it throughout our conversation here this morning. What is it about the American Athletic Conference that you believe is a step up, a step forward? What do you like about what they've done in, in nine going on almost 10 years now? I think it's an amazing story. Um, if you look at the origin of the league and the membership and the job that um, all of those schools have done, uh, along with the leadership of the conference office and Commissioner Oresco, um, there's no question that they've built a legitimate you know, powerhouse league. Um, that is is to be contended with in every sport at every level. And so for us, this is certainly a step um, a step up in terms of competitive excellence. And don't get me wrong, Conference USA is also an excellent league competitively. But uh, the, the American um, is is a standard that you know we've we've aspired to reach for for a long, long time here. And um, I also think that if you look at the visibility of this league. And the credibility this league has built over the course of the last decade, the exposure on the ESPN family of networks, uh, it just makes makes too much sense for for the Charlotte 49ers to be a part of a league like that. So coupled with, as I mentioned earlier, the profile of the institutions, you know, many of whom were former conference mates of ours in other leagues, uh, particularly in, the, in Conference USA 1.0. And, uh, and also the fact that these are largely urban-based universities, and uh, with, with one exception, and that's an in-state rival down the road at ECU. So we're just, we could not be more thrilled about joining this great conference. And we have seen this conference have to rise from the ashes. I mean, arguably, I said no other conference was hurt more a decade ago than what became the American Athletic Conference. Not only did they lose 
all of their membership except for three schools they had and one coming in in Temple, but they lost the name. Football was gone. The Big East name was gone as well. The logo was gone, and they had to rebrand everything while building this conference. So to see what Commissioner Mike Oresco and the office have done at the American Athletic Conference to become what they are today, to see that story, can you liken any of that to UNC Charlotte saying like, hey, this is what we've done in a short amount of time, and this is what the Americans done? Do you see any parallels in these, you know, and I said this to Mike, so don't take this as a negative thing. When when Mike and I went to, when we were at the first American Athletic it was one of the early American Athletic summer kickoffs. I put my arm around Mike Oresco and I said, we're redheaded stepchildren and we're going to figure this out together because I was starting my company after working with ESPN and Fox affiliates and, and Yahoo affiliates. Started my company in 2012. The conference starts play in 2013. And I said, you know, it's it's redheaded stepchildren. We're going to find a way to get it done. And, and he's definitely done that. Do you see parallels in their kind of rising Phoenix story that you also see at UNC Charlotte? Uh, for sure. Um, I, I, incredible admiration for the, the growth and the quick growth of the American. And I think you could draw a parallel to our athletics program, you know. And, and also, frankly, I think this. I mean, you know, I think Mike has done a tremendous job, as have, have the conference office, the presidents and chancellors of that league and the ADs and every, all the coaches and athletes. They've all done a great job of building a high-quality athletic conference. But, you know, I also have always, you know, not being a part of this league until until now, as we join here in a year, you know, it's a league that also, to me, looked like it, it, it competed with a bit of a chip on its shoulder. And honestly, that's exactly what we have done here at Charlotte. Um, you know, we, we, we have a chip on our shoulder here. You know, this is a campus that, you know, 15 years ago was regarded largely as a commuter school. It was, you know, maybe not seen as in, in the same, same terms that it is today. And, um, you know, I think we, we've done a lot to prove ourselves, but we still have a lot more to prove. And our fans feel that, our athletes feel that, our coaches feel that. And I've always felt that way in watching the American. I've, I love how Mike has fought for the league in, in, a, in, in, the, in the public forum to, to gain the credibility, help gain the credibility that it, it actually has earned on the field and on the court and deserves. And, um, you know, and, and also I think there's the fact, again, that that league is, you know, still relatively new. Uh, when you consider the, the brand of the league and the membership, um, it's similar to our football program here, right? We're making quick progress together. And so for so many reasons, you know, this is, this is a great marriage. How do you do the dance of having one more year in Conference USA, respecting and appreciating the opportunity they gave you to come up to FBS and at the same time get ready for the American? We're less than a year that you're joining the American on July 1st, 2023. So how do you live in the world of getting excited about what's to come, but also appreciating and competing for what is right now in Conference USA? Well, you know, we would not be playing FBS football without Conference USA. And so we are forever grateful for that opportunity. Uh, and again, we've been members of that league twice, you know, um, before we had football as a member of the, the old conference USA with, you know, DePaul and Marquette and Cincinnati, some schools that are, you know, in different leagues now, and then uh, rejoined it uh, a little bit later after we had a few years in the A-10. So conference USA has been a really fantastic home for us. 
Um, I think the world of Commissioner Judy McLeod, um, I think she is a class act all the way. She has the best interest of the student athletes in, in, in the institutions at heart always. And uh, she's about the right things. So I will always uh, be a, a, a fan of and a friend of Judy McLeod and, and uh, you know, what she's done for Charlotte and what she's done for, for me and for us. Um, so, you know, we want to go into this final season and celebrate our final year in Conference USA and go try to be the, the most competitive team in the league overall. And we've talked about that already as a staff. You know, we set records for ourselves the last two years for conference titles in this league. Let's go break it again this year in our final year of Conference USA. If you averaged our, our finishes for each team over the last two years – we have uh, had the highest overall finish in Conference USA the last two years overall for all sports finished. So, again, I just think that um, for us, we want to go out, you know, with a bang. Uh, we want to be respectful and thankful for the opportunity that this league has given us. But at the same time, we certainly have an eye on the future when it comes to recruiting and selling the future of our program. And so um, that's, that's, that's kind of where, where our philosophy is right now as we enjoy this final year at CUSA. You're going to be able to make this move not by yourself, but with five other teams that you know all too well in Conference USA is FAU, UTSA, UAB, Rice, and North Texas will also be joining the American Athletic Conference as full members, just as UNC Charlotte will as well. What are your thoughts on that, getting to do this one more time in Conference USA with all of them, and then getting to carry those over, and are there any rivalries or any special pieces to those other five teams that you're excited about the fact that you don't have to say goodbye to them? Well, I've got great relationships with all those institutions. And I think, you know, when when everybody was sort of wondering where things were going to be headed with expansion and realignment, um, you know, in the end, you you don't really control the process, right? You try your best to, to, to share your narrative. You try your best to tell your story. But in the end, we, none of us, control the decision so you know happy obviously for us but also happy for our colleagues there's some really really outstanding athletics directors in this league um, the ones who are moving over with us are super talented um, and you know and they're all at some really great institutions and uh, in, in fantastic markets which I think certainly contributed to their selection as well so yeah I think you know we've got great relationships and um, we talk a lot you know because the six of us all are in a lot of ways, we share sort of the same situation, right? We're, we're leaving conference USA and moving to the American together and sort of, you know, helping figure this out along the way together. So um, it, it's, you know, in a lot of ways it gives you some comfort, you know, in numbers as you move together as a group. And in this movie that movement that you're going to have together to look at, at this future and what's to come, it's going to be 14 for the first time ever. And, are you, you know, as a director of athletics at UNC Charlotte, speaking here with Mike Hill on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios, would you like to see divisions? I mean, we're seeing, it's strange that conferences were trying to get big enough to form divisions because you had to have a certain amount of teams form your divisions so that you can have a conference championship. Now we're seeing the conferences do the opposite. The ACC is going to dissolve their divisions after this season, so... The American let go of their division after UConn left, and they went down to 11. They're going to be up to 14 now. Do you want to see 
divisions? Are you okay having 14 and let's just take the top two and and have an opportunity of maybe having a similar model to the ACC and getting to play everybody a couple times over the span of four years? What what are you more of a fan of divisions or a three five five model or something of that respect? Yeah, I, I think you know. It, look, it's the, the, the divisional format was put in place for the reasons you said. It was to adhere to a, a, an ancient rule about how you could stay the championship game. It's not going to be a requirement moving forward to do that. And I think it's in our league's best interest to try to make sure we put the, the two best teams in the championship game at the end of the season. So um, to do that. Um, it's best to not have divisions because otherwise, if you're just aligning geographically, you know, there, there are many times, and I experienced this at Florida and the SEC, you know, where sometimes one division was a lot stronger than another. For a long time, the Eastern Division in the SEC was much stronger than the West. And uh, you had Florida and Tennessee and, and Georgia who were really sort of dominant on the, on the East side. And then, of course, now you see what's happened on the West, and you've got Alabama and LSU and Arkansas and Auburn and that that division's gotten a lot tougher in the SEC so it's not you're not always putting the two best teams in the championship game when you have a divisional format the other negative to playing a divisional format is that you you miss playing opponents on the other side for an eternity Um, I can remember again at Florida we would go 10 years without hosting the University of Alabama or the Univers- or, or Auburn University. Um, you, know, you play each other twice in 12 years, once at home, once away. Well, that makes no sense, right? And that, doesn't, that I don't think makes any sense in this league either. We want to have a chance to rotate opponents, to see one another, to play one another. Uh, or else, why are you in the same conference if you're not ever going to see each other? So um, I'm a big proponent of sticking with a no-division format and uh, putting forth the best two teams. And I can definitely appreciate that, Mike. And you're in Charlotte. Before I let you go, I love the city. Big fan of, of the city of Charlotte, North Carolina. I get to come down a couple times a year at least. What do you love the most about just Charlotte itself? I know you talked about it being a fast-growing city and everything that is there. The Carolina Panthers are there. We have the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Obviously, the, the Charlotte Hornets are there as well, and Charlotte FC, which I I know you don't know this, but I'm going to let you know now, they are my favorite MLS team. So I decided to adopt them going into this season, and uh, right right before we got started, I made my final thing, like before they play a game, that's my team. So what is it about the Queen City? What do you love about Charlotte in and of itself? And about, maybe you could describe to some people the heartbeat of Charlotte, so to speak. Well, first of all, I just want to acknowledge the Charlotte FC shout-out because um, I'm a big fan as well. I just went to my fourth match of the season uh, this past weekend, and I had a chance to see them uh, defeat Chelsea uh, a week and a half earlier. Um, it, it, that what, what a tremendous first year that this franchise has had. And, you know, I think, again, it really reflects what's so great about this city. This is a city that, despite the fact that this, this is a city that's been around for a long time, uh, but at the same time, I, I see this as a pretty young, you know, growing, uh, progressive city. Um, and I think it frankly surprises a lot of people. I know we've had, I've had guests come to town and taken them uh, into the heart of the city, which we, we call our downtown uptown. And, uh, you bring them to uptown Charlotte and, uh, show them sort of the skyline and the, the restaurants and, um, you know, all, all the all of our professional athletic facilities are right in the heart of the city as well. You can walk to all of them. Um, it's it, people are stunned. They, they they look around and they say, "This is Charlotte, North Carolina." And the answer is yes. It is. 
and the growth of this city is is absolutely incredible as well as you look at just all the new uh, skyscrapers that have been built here just in the last three years. It's four years since I first moved here is astonishing. The skyline already looks different. So what I th- what I think in the end really reflects Charlotte is uh, you know tremendous growth, sort of a youthful energy. Um, there's a lot of pride in this area. This is a great sports city. Uh, this is a city that's really was first a college sports town before the Hornets came around in 1988. And then the Panthers, uh, came about, I think in maybe 95, you know, um, so this was largely a college sports based market. And even though pro sports have taken firm root in Charlotte, uh, this city loves college sports too, for sure. And so, um, you know, great climate, uh, unbelievable, uh, you know, food scene here. You're an hour and 45 minutes to the mountains. You're three hours to the beach. You have an airport that's a, a hub, you know, for American Airlines, so you can fly anywhere direct. I mean, it's, it's hard to find anything wrong with this place. It, it's, it's a fantastic place to live. And every single person who I've met who has recently moved here, they say the same thing. They, they feel that this is maybe the best place they've ever lived. And and uh, it's because there's just so much to do. So what a, what a great uh, opportunity for me and my family personally to have had a chance to move here and work at this great university uh, and to enjoy uh, so much about it. Uh, it's just a, just a tremendous quality of life. And you're a Charlotte Hornets fan and a Carolina Panthers fan, so I'd love to get your thoughts on, first and foremost, the Hornets, because I'm a Raptors fan, became a Raptors fan when they came into existence, but before they did, my team, Charlotte, is the one I paid attention to. I got an old Charlotte Hornet hat. I got a new Charlotte Hornet hat. When they returned to Charlotte, I was at that first game and have the commemorative ticket to always uh, keep there in my heart, uh, being able to go to that game, which was an overtime game in the Hive where Kemba Walker was a big part of that victory. So Charlotte and I go way back to Larry Johnson, Grandmama, Muggsy Bogues, Kendall Gill, and all of that. So I'd love to get your thoughts on Charlotte and then Carolina Panthers to talk football a little bit as a secondary piece here. You got about 19 quarterbacks on the Panthers right now. Who are you hoping? Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, the rookie Matt Corral. There's a lot to go there with a head coach that I know all too well and Matt Rule that I spent time with when he was at Temple. So I have ties to both of these franchises. I'd love to get your thoughts on them. Well, you know, again, like you said, a lot of great memories with the Hornets, all the names you just mentioned. I can go back to even to the first first team. I mean, you know, you know Kelly Trapuca and Del Curry and, um, you know, just just, uh, just so much fun, you know, watching that franchise basically, you know, be born and uh, to, to take root here in this, this incredible city. And, and then, you know, to see the city lose the team in New Orleans and then get another franchise and rebrand it back to the Hornets. Uh, was sort of a fascinating story, but I know a lot of the, the people over there at the Hornets organization, some really, really good people, you know, obviously excited about LaMelo Ball and and uh, a lot of the good young talent that they have there. So, um, you know, last year was a fun year to watch. They're, they're a fun, fun basketball team to watch, that is for sure. And I know, you know, they didn't finish the way they wanted to, but, you know, it was nice to kind of, you know, get back into the playoffs, even if just for the, you know, the play-in game. And hopefully this year uh, they can have even more success and go farther. As for the Panthers, hey, I just who I don't really care who the quarterback is as long <laughs> as they have success. You know, I mean, um, I, honestly, I thought it was I, I applauded the move. 
for them to sign Baker Mayfield. We'll see how it all shakes out. I mean, between the three quarterbacks there, I mean, whoever wins the job, I hope succeeds and does great, you know, um, and we'll be rooting for them all the way. We've got a lot of our fans who are also Panthers fans, and, you know, we look forward to cheering them on this fall. Uh, coming from Mike Hill. Mike, uh, definitely appreciate your time with UNC Charlotte. Last note here, for those who don't know the 49ers who haven't been around UNC Charlotte, why should they give you a chance? What is it about UNC that you would like to be a final note to share with everyone as a lasting thought here, that that final word? What would you like that to be? I would say if, if you if you play the stock market, this is the stock to buy. You know, this is uh, this is the stock that's on the rise, um, and we've continued to show that with incredible momentum. And this is a fun, fun program to be a part of. So much momentum around not just our athletics program, but around our university and an incredible city. Um, it's just a it's just a fantastic place to be, and we encourage everybody to pay close attention because we're joining this league not just to be a member. We're joining the American to compete for championships, and we look forward to doing that. Couldn't have said it better there. I love that. If you're a, if you're in the stock market, this is the stock to buy. Definitely love that. I think that might be the quote of the week from Mike Hill, director of athletics at UNC Charlotte. Mike, thank you for your time. I know it's your first time here on the show but i'd love the opportunity to have you back again and and definitely looking forward to having you in the american you bet dan thank you so much and go niners